I've heard from the ballistics people, said Superintendent McCutcheon, and they tell me there's no doubt whatever that the bullet was fired from Ellingham's gun. Is that what you yourself were expecting? Oh, yes. At the other side of his desk, in the first floor office at New Scotland Yard, Detective Inspector Humblebee nodded soberly. Yes, I was expecting that, all right, he said. Taken together with the rest of the evidence, it makes a pretty good case. And your own report? Humblebee handed over a sheaf of typescript. No verdict? queried McCutcheon, who had turned immediately to the final page. Certainly there's a verdict. Humblebee paused. Implicit, I mean, he added. You'll see. Nice of you, said McCutcheon. Nice of you, D.I.s, to try and keep my tottering intellect alive with little games. Well, I'll buy it. Smoke if you care to. And he settled down to read, while Humblebee, leaning back in his chair and lighting a cheroot, reconsidered the salient features of his visit to Harringford the previous day. He had arrived there by train, with Detective Sergeant Pinder in tow, shortly before midday, and they had gone at once to the police station. Inspector Bentink, who had received them, proved to be a bony, discontented-looking man of fifty or thereabouts. Between ourselves, he said, as he led them to his office, our county CID are a fairly feeble lot at the moment, so I'm glad that the CC had the sense to call you people in straight away. And, of course, having a ruddy lord involved. You knew that, did you? It's about the only thing I do know, said Humbleby. I've got his gun here. They had reached the office, and Bentink was unlocking a cupboard, from which he presently produced a three sixty sporting rifle. Two slats of wood were tied to either side of the breech, and there was a loop of string for carrying the weapon. Not being tested for prints yet, said Humblebee intelligently, and Bentink shook his head. Not been touched since I confiscated it yesterday morning, but in any case I shouldn't think you'll get any prints off it except his, Lord Ellingham's, I mean. He cleaned it, you see, by the time I caught up with him. Well, well, we can try, said Humblebee. Pinder's brought all his paraphernalia with him. See what you can get, please, he added to the sergeant. And meanwhile, to Bentink, let's have the whole story from the beginning. So Pinder went away to insufflate and photograph the rifle, and Bentink talked. Ellingham's one of what they call the backwards peers, he said. He's got a big estate about five miles from here but I shouldn't think there's much left in the family coffers because he lives in the lodge, not in the manor house. That's shut up. He's about 50, not married, lives alone. Well now, like everyone else, Ellingham's had his servant problems and just recently, for the last year or so that is, the only person he's been able to get to look after him has been this girl. Enid Bragg? Benting assented. Enid Bragg. And a fortnight ago... Even she packed it in, since when Ellingham's had to look after himself. What sort of girl was she? Not bad-looking, in a trashy sort of way, said Bentink. I don't know that there's much else good to say about her. Anyway, point is, this Enid lives... lived in a cottage with her parents not far from the Ellingham estate. And it was yesterday morning, while she was waiting for the 8.50 bus, so as to come into town and do a bit of shopping, that someone picked her off with a rifle, 
presumably from behind the hedge opposite the bus stop. Well, of course, when the bus came along, there she was with a hole in her head, and it wasn't long before me and the sergeant got out there and took over. We went through all the usual motions, but the only worthwhile thing we got out of it was the bullet. Bentink opened a drawer in his desk and produced a small jeweler's box in which a squashed rifle bullet lay on a bed of cotton wool. It had gone clean through her and buried in an ash tree behind the bus stop. No cartridge case. Not that we've been able to find. So I said to myself, well, better look up Ellingham first, because I knew he'd got a gun, and after all, the girl had been working for him until just recently. And what should I find but that... Here, Bentink broke off at the return of Pinder, who announced that he had dusted and photographed the two or three blurred prints on the rifle, and that it was now at everyone's disposal. Taking it from him, Humblebee squinted down the barrel.